What's going on, vitamin enthusiasts? Welcome to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. And here in Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. Tell me about vitamin enthusiasts. Well, you know, like, have you, they, Atlanta's like, it's kind of like Chicago. It's one of those places where they always have these conventions and there's like, I feel like every year there's like this vitamin convention, like a convention for people who take vitamins. Just takers, um, not even in the vitamin industry, but consumers of vitamins. The consumers, but also, of course, the vendors are there to provide for the consumers, so it's a big vitamin deal. It's like a vitamin off. Yeah. I just spent $60 on vitamins at the uh, the Whole Foods. Are you feeling healthy? So, uh, Well, no, because I was drinking beer before I went in there. I see. Um, And I haven't had any yet, so. I see. You know, my first job um, out of college, this has... um, I'll see if I can work back to bands, although I wasn't playing in a band at the time. Um, <laughs> I worked for a company. Back in the day, Adam, when you paid your store credit card yep. by mail, the envelope had a little tear-off thing on the flap that had some kind of little offer on it, and you could fill that in and include it with your payment and buy whatever that thing was, and they would just put it on your card, right? Mm. There you go. And so I worked for a company that did that and had a offer, a flappy offer for vitamins, and, of course. Um, <clears throat> what you were, what you knew you were getting was a thirty day sample. What you didn't really realize you were doing was subscribing for a ninety day turnover of vitamin supply for the rest of your life. And so, I got that a job. Seems questionable uh, in a in an ethical sense. Oh, it said it in very small print. Um, the uh, thing that you did then, when you realized that, was you got on the phone and you called me. Oh, so and, when you got mad, when yeah. you when you fig- figured out the jig was up. The jig, I was the, yes, I was the deliverer of the bad news that the jig was up. Delivery, it was delivered unto me, forcibly. Jeez. Yeah, it was quite a job. That sounds like... Uh, my best call, though, my best call was the guy who was, he was really sad. He had to cancel his vitamins. He loved them. They made him feel great. But the high B vitamin content was um, making his urine so yellow that all of his underwear was getting stained. So he could... <laughs> yeah. He could no longer uh, keep up his vitamin uh, subscription, yeah. Uh, that, that, uh, yeah. I wonder how that guy's doing. I do, too. I think about him every now and I think then. About, I think about him every day. I do. Well, it's been, yeah. I, I tell the story of him fairly often, so. <laughs> that poor guy. Yeah. I love it, yeah. but I just can't. I can't. I, it doesn't, the, the amount of. My underwear budget does not. Yeah, it does it? Doesn't I'm going through. I'm I going can through. either I can either have an underwear budget or a vitamin budget. I cannot afford both. That's right. That's right. And, That's and, a tough and one. the the tidy whitey uh, situation is just dire. Yeah. Wow. Well, that is a lovely story. Yeah. Bands, people. Uh, bands. It's yes. About, I don't know how it's related, but then I grew up and I got in a band. There you go. The end. The end. So, uh, is that a cat? It is. It's my cat. I don't know what his deal is. He's very upset, concerned. Yeah. This is what podcasting is, people. It's just uh, <laughs> two grown men. If, before we started recording, my dog was uh, giving us the out. business. I, I shooed her away. But that is neither here nor there. Let's talk about the things that we did here we this go. past week. Here we go. I'll go first. Please. Um, so I did that acoustic gig um, on Friday that I picked up uh, with very short notice. And then I played with Saved by the Band on Saturday. The Friday night gig was kind of weird. Um, I think this is something that 
everybody is just going to have to deal with this summer, um, just based on what I've been seeing, is that weather is going to basically be mm-hmm. the controlling factor over what does and doesn't happen. I've seen so many people's events get preemptively canceled due to weather. And this was another one of those things where because it was raining outside, uh, they decided to shift their live music itinerary. Um, So I ended up playing an hour less than I was scheduled to, which is fine, uh, other than the fact that they were paying me by the hour, which means that I lost out on, you know, bummer, 50 bucks. Um, Because it was kind of a low paying gig. They were paying me 50 bucks an hour for three hours, 150 bucks, which is not bad. Not terrible. um, But a little under what I would would prefer. Sure. That being said, um, there was a group that played right before me, and then I showed up, plugged in. The PA was already provided, and I started going. I played for two straight hours, and um, I was met with a very enthusiastic crowd who was super supportive and was willing to to participate basically from the drop because they had already been kind of warmed up from the people before me. Very nice. I walked out of uh, that evening with 150 bucks in tips. Cool. So whatever I quote unquote lost by playing that one less hour, uh, I easily made up for uh, monetarily, and uh, I was getting them in cash. I was getting them in my uh, my Venmo account, um, and some people had kind of wised up and they were actually paying me and then putting in the notes the songs they wanted to hear. Ah. Um, so I just put my phone on the uh, on the stand where I was. I had my charts and was just kind of pulling them out as they came in. And it was uh, it was a good night. That's great. People were very supportive. I handed out a lot of business cards, talked to a lot of people, schmoozed a little bit. It was a good. Uh, it was a good evening all around. Um, Say by the band um, was the next day. It was at a place called uh, Gate City Brewing, which is a brewery in uh, Metro Atlanta. Um, and it's funny because um, Gate City is the nickname of Greensboro, North Carolina. Fascinating. Yeah. They, maybe they're maybe they're Greensboro veterans. I don't know. There is denizens. not a Gate City Brewing here that I'm aware of, but fascinating. Yeah. Um, we had. Not a PA, but they had a house PA, so like, oh, we'll just use this. That proved to be a somewhat uh, foolish decision Mm. um, because the monitor situation was um, problematic at best and non-existent in reality, I guess. Right. Um, And there was just there was there was kind of no way around it. Um, I used my Helix in conjunction with my Rocker Verb fifty amp and. it sounded awesome, and I had a good time, but my ears were just ringing like mm. you would not believe. Yeah. Um, because, there, again, there were no monitors, so I was trying to stay close to the amp, and we didn't have a lot of space to deal with this, you know, on top of that. But it was a birthday party, but it was kind of open to the public. It was a weird situation, um, which we just kind of rolled with the punches and, um, you know, had everybody with us for sure by the end of it. So... Um, it was a good move, and I had a good time. And it seems like that might be, there might be some more opportunities in that camp. Um, just trying to figure out, you know, if that's something I want to continue to do long term um, as a fill in or not. I, I'm not really sure. Yeah, there's kind of there's there's many angles to doing a gig like that. So technically a competitor, right? Technically a competitor, yes. Um, they're kind of in our price point. They're kind of covering the same uh, material that we cover. Um, but it is one of those things where I can just walk into the situation, do what I am asked to do and nothing more. Yep. And walk away with a pretty solid, you know, 
paycheck. So, you know, I, I always kind of feel like gigs a gig and competitors. There's there's enough to go around. We don't need to be. Yeah, you know, it, and and I would typically feel that way. You know, we've talked about an abundance mindset versus a scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. I think just dealing with the reality of what I, we're looking at, kind of in the next couple of months, feeling like there there's a little less to go around. And I got I actually you know my my hunch was kind of verified by uh, a friend of mine who does project management for an audio company. He's like, just, yeah, events in July are way down. Hmm. Um, so it's not just, you know, perception. It's like, no, the, the literal numbers are down. And typically, you know what he said, you know, most people are on vacation. It's the summer and there's just less people in the city, which makes sense. Fair. But yeah, in in, in this current situation, it's just kind of, frustrating to a a certain degree um i'm looking at the next kind of few weeks of our um our schedule and realizing that you know unless things go really well um there there's a there's a pretty good shot that i might be on the hook for some uh for some money coming out Mm. um where money is coming in but i don't have enough to cover it so um that is just the reality of being a business owner. Yep. And I'm trying to kind of psych myself up for that situation. Um, that was just slightly com- <laughs> compounded by the email I got literally 20 minutes before we uh, recorded this. I got an email from uh, 64 Audio where I sent my in-ears off to be serviced. They're like, yeah, we can't fix these. You're going to have to have them redone. You're going to need to submit a new set of impressions, which means you have to go and get new impressions, uh, which I thought they had on file. Um so it's going to be at least $300 and probably another month before I have any. Hmm. But then they were like, hey, the good news is we'll give you 20% off a new set starting at around $700. Hmm. So kind of over a barrel to a certain degree, um, trying to figure out what I'm going to do in the short term and what I plan to do in the long term and all of the other things. Do you think, I mean, you you transitioned to molded in ears from you know, ones that had stock rubber. Plugs. Yeah. Universal fit. Um, what did it make that big a difference really? Yeah. Huh. Okay. It, it really does. Um, from a comfort standpoint, from a stamina standpoint, from a seal standpoint, it is unfortunately a, um, a superior experience. Hmm. Okay. Cause it, 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 if they're done right, you forget you're wearing them. Right. Which you never really do with, <laughs> with the universal fit because you can feel them constantly well and they're yeah they're rattling around and you know the my guitar strap will tug on the the cable and pull it just slightly out of my ear enough that I, it breaks the seal and yep you know you, you end up kind of fiddling with them you know not all night but more than you want more to. than yeah so and you know not to be a divorcee or anything, but I have grown accustomed to, to a certain lifestyle. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, you've got to pay for that lifestyle, I guess. Yeah. So I need to listen to my, um, my You Are a Badass book and manifest all of the success there you go. in front of me. Perfect. And that is just mine for the taking, and I've just got to grab it. Reach out. Yeah. That's what I've got to do. So if any of you guys can... Uh, know how to manifest money for real, just um, email us at coverbandconfidential@gmail.com. I'd love. Actually, we'll just drop your Venmo. Yeah, you could, you could do that or, um, you know, support us on Patreon. That too. You know, 
we are getting close to our storage limit, so that might be down the road a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Cool beans. Um, so my little whiny pity party uh, <laughs> said and done with. Why don't you regale our lovely listeners with the epic weekend you had? Wow. Well, um, um, it was the Pig Pounder fifth anniversary party. And um, I got to tell you, it was it was one of the best shows I've ever done. The band was totally on fire. Um, and listening back to the recordings... By God, the band's totally on fire. It's not, it wasn't just me. Um, we actually sound real darn good. And uh, the crowd was super into it and big and pumping. And um, um, uh, the whole place screamed for one more at the end of the, we don't usually have an encore prepared because in a bar situation, we usually don't, we're not asked for one. But this place, like, they were not going to go on without hearing one more from us. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was just this huge, big, fun night. You know, the rain broke uh, about, well, it was supposed to rain all day, right? But then it didn't. We moved in in the dry, and it stayed dry through maybe into beginning of our second set, something like that. And then it it broke hard out there. It started really raining, and everybody came in. And my thought was, like, they're going to come in, maybe get one more beer, and then, you know, they'll filter out. They didn't. They came in, and they stuck, and they stayed, and they danced, and they sang along. And, uh, God, it was just this, turned into this really big, high-energy room. It was just so great. I mean, it's, you know, it proves the point, you know, that that, that um, where my band is at, you give us a crowd, and we will turn it into a party. Yeah. Uh, it was just really, really awesome. Really great. And the, the manager of the place was beside herself with how happy she was about it. Um, they have had, this was a pretty big event for them. They've had bigger events when they booked a, uh, lobster roll food truck. Yeah. We got one of those down here. Yeah. Well, there's the one that was on uh shark tank. They're going to have that one in a couple of months, but there's another one. Yeah. We've, th- there's one of those down here. Cousins main lobster, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll expect a kickback from Barbara. What's her name? Uh, nice. Corcoran. Um, anyway, they're coming, but there's another one that has been and and the last, both of the last times, the last one was there, she had to get security. Like she had to, it was like, she had to keep people out. So she's keeping count of people in the building because she was in at risk of fire code, right? Like it was crazy. And um, she's, so she scheduled us three or four times throughout the rest of the year in sync with that truck. Um, so we're going to be doing some other, some more really big stuff there. It's going to be really, really awesome. So it's a killer night. And, and um, uh, the most killer part of it is that, <laughs> Unlike a lot of really great nights, I got full video of the whole night from a vantage point where you can actually see everyone in the band plus the room. Nice. And I got full multi-tracks from the board. Perfect. So I've already I've already made a little video of um Mr. Brightside cuz that was a first set screamer. Everybody everybody was dancing. Oh, and here's the thing that I did. So I um on my all right, I'm going to complete a sentence here one of these days, um, <laughs> but not that one. Um, nope. I uh, I got a new computer because I've been complaining. I don't know if I've ever complained actually live on the podcast, but Adam's been hearing me complain about the yes. age and antiqueness of my old Mac that we've been recording this on. Um, well, I have a new MacBook Pro because the last one finally upped and died. Um, and on it, I went ahead at your at your suggestion and sometime back and bought um, Logic Pro. Yep. 
And it's nice. It's nice. It I is. don't yet know if I like it better than Reaper. I know where all the buttons are in Reaper. I don't quite know that yet in Logic. Um, but it was my first mix down in Logic, and I think it worked out okay. I, I maybe have the vocals a little bit hot, but um, uh, apart from that, it's, it's generally good. And so that's that's when when I put that video up, it'll be um, it'll be my first Logic Pro mix down. Nice. You hear, with some camera audio mixed in for ambiance, and of course the moment in uh, Mr. Brightside where we stop everything and go to the crowd into screaming, it was only a kiss, it was only a kiss, and I crank up the house uh, camera audio for that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's exciting. We haven't, I haven't put out a new gig video in quite some time, and the last one that I did, I sort of knew the audio was lousy because it was from a camera that was across the room, but I loved the energy in the room, so I wanted it, wanted it seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this one's going to be the best of both worlds as far as that goes. Yeah, and it, you know, with the um, the new addition of having um, tracks in your mm-hmm. repertoire, mm-hmm. Uh, you'll be able to use existing audio over um, not yet existing video because the um, the tempos will match. Right, right. Which can also be helpful. Right. Um, we are probably due to record some more shows we haven't done one in recent memory for reasons um but yeah you know once we um you know i'm looking at a lot of this a lot more of this 90s stuff so we can go and get the 90s project off the ground and all that jazz um just looking at some other options to um to do that but playing two tracks that's that's a kind of an un kind of an maybe like a hidden benefit to that is that once you Mm. um once you get accustomed to playing to a uniform track at a set tempo, you can, you can sync it to anything. Yeah. And your videos are consistent. Yeah. That's good. So that's always going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it. The other thing I did this weekend, uh, earlier that day, actually it was double gig day. Um, was I played the porch fest and which I saw. Yes. I posted, I posted, I actually did a live live stream of that. Yep. And um, it was fun. It was fun. I don't feel like I played my very best at it. Um, I don't. I didn't feel like I was in a groove until about halfway through. But um, I did do an acoustic um, Blighted Me With Science. Ah, I didn't get... I, 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 I kind of hopped around just to hear what you were playing. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, saw you doing you know, all the house road. I did do house and road. And, yeah, I did... Um, uh, 90, I heard Little Pink Houses. I heard... Little Pink Houses. Um uh, this must be the place slash naive melody is a song I was trying to remember last week. The Talking Heads mm-hmm. um, song that begins with the word home. Um, what other home house things did I did? I also I had prepared burning down the house, which in retrospect probably would have been a better choice than yeah. Um, we actually we played that place. on Saturday. Ah, it's a fun tune. Easy, really mm-hmm. easy. Um, but you get to be you get FG to do, and A seven. Yeah. yeah, you get to do crazy David Burnness. I mean, it's part of why I love doing Psycho Killer because I ham it way up. Um, so, so that was fun. It was, um, it was, again, the rain held off, but it was a surprise. It was actually supposed to be raining right then. And it just sort of mysteriously wasn't. And so there was not a lot of crowd out for that. It was pretty lightly attended overall. Um, but the people who came enjoyed what I was doing and, um, yeah, I had a good time doing it. I'll not do it again next year. Got cool. a nice t-shirt out of it too. Ah, oh, that's the best. Yeah. Free clothes. Yep. 
So in terms of, in terms of, um, uh, videos and t- t- taking them and making them, and I know you recently, um, built a pretty good promo video. Do you typically hire in a video service? So, um, in my situation, the, one of the, uh, the friends of the pod, our friend, Jeff, um, Jeff was a guy that I reached out to. Well, I didn't even reach out to him. He was recommended to me to fill in on base for literally one gig. Mm. And it just happened to be that besides being a musician, he also owns a media company. And he's always kind of been just a guy in my corner and has helped us out on a number of occasions on myriad things, but um, on at least four or five shows I've hired him or one of the guys in his crew to come out and shoot video for us. Um, typically though I have, um, he did one of our videos and then for the other ones I've actually just, I requested the the source footage and I cut it myself or, um, gave it to our, our bass player who's also a videographer. Um, but you but hire yeah, someone, you hire someone to come with cameras. I do. Um, because the fact of the matter is, is that there? There's more going on at your show than what you can see from the back of the room. Sure. And when the thing that I always struggled with when I did hire somebody because I we we've paid for uh, promo videos before, but they never did what I wanted them to do. Because to me, I think an effective promo video is the band looking cool the place looking full and the people having fun. Yep. And I don't know which one of those is the most important, but if I were to venture a guess, I would lean on the people having fun part. You know, um, as I made this, um, video of Mr. Brightside, which you'll see shortly when I post it, um, the camera, (laughs) it's, it's funny. So my camera, I, I have one of those, um, zoom, um, Q2, I have it right here. Q2 and 4K mm-hmm. um, that I put up on a mic stand. It's got like a little handle that's the shape of a mic handle. And I put yep. it in a mic stand. I boost it way up. And over the course of the night, it got jostled and knocked around. Um, and so rather than being in the center of the frame, we're kind of off to the right. And what you're really looking at is the the kind of dance floor area, which is how I should have set it up to begin with. So the framing actually accidentally improves as the night goes on in the video. Mm. Um, so Mr. Brightside was pretty early and it had not been reframed by accidental dancing. Um, so what I did was I set up a Ken Burns effect on the main video itself, mm-hmm. slowly zooming and panning in on the lower left corner of it so as it kind of migrates, you you have this kind of uniform whatever. Well, it's slowly sliding in on us. The, so we're getting cozier with the band and and kind of more and more what you're seeing is just the band of the dance floor. And then <laughs> toward the end, I mean, as you get toward the end, you know, there's a bunch of girls dancing in the middle of the floor. And the tallest and most obvious one is our friend Mimi, who was there because she comes to a lot of our shows, um, who is gorgeous and is wearing like this little strappy tank top. And like mm-hmm. at some point you're like right over her shoulder and you just like want to bite her. And it's like, this <laughs> is perfect. It's perfect. It's exactly how I would want it to be. You know, like you're coming in on like the cute girls dancing and yeah. tight on the band. And it's really good. I, I really, it was one of those, like I realized I could do that with the whole video and, and, um, and it blew my mind that that was 
a thing that I had never contemplated before. But um, mm-hmm. that movement of the of the main body of the video gives it some just a little extra life. You don't necessarily notice it happening because it's really slow. Yeah. Um, but if you click back to the beginning, it's obvious. What's you know you zoom in by maybe you know you're looking at maybe two thirds of the frame that you started out with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting. It's, I think it's a pretty cool effect. Yeah, there's a there's probably like two or three shots in our current promo that I will rehash and use forever. One of them is this girl who has had way too much fun, and, but she's standing yeah. in front of our in front of the stage, and you can you can see her what she's saying, even though you can't hear her. She's going yes, 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 like over and over again. <laughs> so whatever we were doing was like really pushing her buttons in the right way. I'll have what she's the said. other one. Yeah, the other one was was a uh, we just have it in like a slow mo shot. It's this really, it's this this little blonde girl who's cute and she's got her hands over her head and she's singing along. I think it was to like my own worst enemy, like the lit song. Right. But like, it's just one of those moments where it's like you, the guys in the you know with the cameras caught these people having this moment yep. to themselves. Yes, that totally conveys like what we are trying to sell as a product. Right. You know, um, the agency site, the main tagline when you go to it is let us be the soundtrack to the best night of your life. Mm-hmm. That is the product we are selling. Yep. And, um, anything that you can do to kind of reinforce and support that statement is going to be, uh, beneficial. Yeah, well, in terms of branding, what that is is a brand promise. Yep. And um, absolutely, you know, and then those those moments that you see on the film—that's that's evidence. That's actually brand evidence. That is proof yep. that you can deliver on that promise. Absolutely. So there you go. And speaking of you know um, promo video stuff that we have suggested and. Um, what have you? Um, there is a uh, a person in the um, in the group that took my cameo advice hmm. and added it to their um, added it to their promo video. It's great who they um, hire. The yes the the celebrity they chose um, is a lady by the name of Jessie Jane. Um, <laughs> she has a job. She that does. I will not mention. Yeah. Um, and for those people who are in the know, it, it's a bit of a niche. It's a niche and a niche and a niche and a niche. But um, that was their uh, the branding choice they went with, and you know, more power to them. Look, I mean, I get it. I that there there is a market for that. Clearly, yep. Clearly. So, um, and and. Apparently, there's there's a lot of that particular um, slice of entertainment available on Cameo, huh? Which makes sense that you know, getting personalized greetings from that particular slice might be intriguing for people. Sure. So, I wonder what we've just done to the Google search trends for the name Jesse Jane. Yeah, you probably. Yeah, if you're curious, feel free to Google her, but don't do it at work. No. Anywho, good yeah, times. Good times. Good times. Best times. So um, let me um, share another quick thing, which is yeah. um, um, a few weeks ago you were talking about the karaoke gig that you did. 
Yeah. I started thinking about that. I thought, I don't know if I have it in me to get a karaoke show together with the band. That's a lot. That's, that's a lot. Um, but I could sure do karaoke solo acoustic. Yeah. And I don't, there's nobody in my market here doing anything like that. I mean, I thought the trivia was clever and it is, nobody's doing it, but really nobody, there are no solo performers I'm aware of that their thing is they bring people up to sing with them. Sure. Um, so I've been asking around, I put a little poll up on my Facebook page, like, Hey, would you do this if I offered it? And it was 93 to seven. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so I'm trying to sell now live, live acoustic karaoke. And, um, I may have, I may have some takers for it, but I'll, I'll, um, so I'll keep you posted about that. I think, I think that's either going to be, um, a lot of fun or a real bummer. And I don't know which it's going to be. Yeah. It might be different every night, might be different every song. Yeah. I, the, the karaoke thing, I think, you know, for our particular group, um, made a fair amount of sense because they, it was all material that we'd done before and we had we were already accustomed to playing them to the tracks and the clicks that we've already got. Right. So the transition isn't as, as significant as people think it would be. Um, at least in our case, you know, we are accustomed to playing songs a certain way and mm-hmm. it's typically the way that they are played on the radio, um, which translates very easily to, you know, I mean, basically I one would think that it would mean that I would work less, but um, based oh. on the gig that we did, no. um, I was way more worn out. Yeah. But it was because I was singing parts that I wouldn't normally sing just to kind of help. Yeah. No, you got to help them along. They don't, they don't. Um, yeah. It takes, it takes more to guide them than it would be to just do it yourself. No question. Sure. You know, I, with a previous band we did, um, we had a game that involved, maybe four, five, six karaoke tunes a night for like the winners who won got to come up and mm-hmm. do it. Um, and it was a pretty slim list. It was 50 ish songs, maybe not even yeah. that. Um, but yes, guiding people through that was, um, uh, took a lot. I mean, for some of them, for some, it was not a problem at all. They were karaoke singers or singers from uh, in other capacities and they just mm-hmm. had it. But the ones who didn't really didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in in our case, we were dealing with, you know, kids, right, and large large swaths of them at a time. So right. it wasn't re- it wasn't we weren't really concerned with are they going to be able to pull this off? Like we weren't that wasn't even how do on karaoke the do karaoke DJs help if you can't sing the song you chose? What what happens? I don't think they so. I think they just they, I think they hang you out to dry. Sit back and let you let you fail. Yeah. Yeah. See, that sucks. Yeah, they're more of like an MC kind of situation, you know, kind of yeah. deal. You're on your own. Yeah, well, so we, we can support people a little better than that. That's that's sure. That's a good plus. Well, it is our show, right? We don't want to. Yes. Yeah. And and you want you want to, you know, I mean, I, I feel like the karaoke, like the karaoke DJ slash MC, that's just kind of like a you're you're pushing buttons. You're, mm-hmm. you're just a mm-hmm. you're a button jockey. Whereas like our goal is, hey, we're trying to include you in this thing that we do. Right. And let us, you know, let us be your, again, kind of the, the whole story brand thing where, you know, it's not our job for, to be the hero. You get to be the hero. We, we get to be your guide. Right. So you can be the hero. That's at least the intent. Yeah. The, 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 the name that we gave that thing when I did it with that other band was Five Minute Rockstar. Yeah. All right. So that's a good, uh, it's good branding. Yeah. I, like I mean, it. there's a, there's an entire, there's a, there's a bar in Atlanta that does nothing but that. Huh. 
Cool. Live band. It's They initially started out as live band heavy metal karaoke, and that's all they did. Hmm. And it was on Monday nights. Hmm. Um, and it was a scene that I was very much plugged into after I moved back from Nashville. They were really the the place where I kind of got my footing in the Atlanta music scene. Cool. Um, after moving back. Um, and they're still at it. I mean, they're. I think they just hit... If they didn't just hit 15, they may be pushing 20 at this point. And now they do it Monday night, Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday night. Cool. And it is it is so much fun because the band slams, <laughs> and um, the song the song list is is pretty varied. And initially, like it was fun because you didn't know who was going to show up. Um, through that crew, I became friends with the guys in Skid Row, and uh, Matt Sorum from Guns and Roses showed up one night, and uh, the guy who. <laughs> who played Guy Patterson from That Thing You Do showed up one night. And, <laughs> cool. You know, guys from uh, from bands. Um, the craziest thing, this happened less than a year ago. Um, they were playing Bulls on Parade, and um, Tom Morello walked in. Wow. He had just played at the Variety Playhouse right down the road. And it was it was totally by happenstance that it just happened. And he was there with, like, his road manager or whatever. And so there's a video of him standing in front of the guitar player, playing Bulls on Parade while Tom Morello watches him play it, and he had no idea it was even happening. Hmm. I can't even imagine, like, seeing that video at the end of the night after the fact, like, I don't know. It's got to be crazy. You've seen that video of, um, I was in New Orleans on Bourbon Street, um, Steven Tyler, I think. I think. He, like, wandered up to, like, a busker. No, no, a band that's playing in a bar, and and I think mm. the, here's the, it's been a while since oh, I've seen it, but my oh. recollection is like the guitarist saw him through the window and started playing "Walk This Way." Oh, okay, and he and just kind of walked like in. He came in and grabbed the mic and sang it with him, and yeah, yeah. No, I think what I was thinking of was that thing that Lenny Kravitz did, where it was like a marching band or like a busker or some street musician. Oh was yeah, and he showed yeah. up. That was kind of cool. It, I want to be famous enough that my mere appearance causes you know the internet to panic. explode. <laughs> yeah panic and adulation and i mean i am the best musician in the triad but jesus lord in heaven <laughs> I, I can't wait for this year to be over i, know. <laughs> I really I, I really don't bring it up anywhere but here i it's honest to god i don't <laughs> so let's you want to talk some gear let's talk besides gear. my oh let's besides do my in-ears oh let's do it um, I, I will say this, a friend of mine just recommended, uh, a pair that I can get on Amazon for like 18 bucks that'll get me through the weekend. So that'll probably, Oh, I know that pair. I have them. They're good. Yeah. So yeah. I'll probably do that. KSCs um, or KS. Yes. QSK. That is exactly whatever, what that is. I think it's KSZs. Yeah. There you go. They're good. They're good. They're fine. They're like neon colors. Yeah. I can live with that for, yeah, they're fine. for a couple of days. They're fine. Um, so for this gig, um, on Saturday, I ended up. Um, needing a guitar because we played Wonderwall and we were playing outdoors and weather being questionable. I wasn't about to throw a capo on my main guitar hmm. and try and tune it mm-hmm. for one song. So I was like, screw it. So I pulled out my Cabernita Telecaster, which used to be my number one and has literally sat in the corner of my office for the past probably year and a half. Um, and man, I love that guitar. Yeah. It's actually. I'm I'm staring at it right now. It's sitting over in the corner. Um but it's just one of those I mean it's it's a plank of wood with a bunch of strings 
tied to it and just <laughs> does what it needs to do. Yes. And it's great. Yes. Um, any of you out there who don't own a Telecaster, just buy one. <laughs> there's never, there's never a, a situation where a Telecaster couldn't um, be useful. That's really true. Um, you know, um, uh, uh, I don't know if I've ever told you about this, but I have a guitar that I bought from a pawn shop in Salt Lake City in about 1989 for 60 bucks. It was my yep. first, wasn't my first electric, but it was kind of like the first one I fell in love with on my own and bought. And why I fell in love with it is because this has this red metallic flake finish and it looks amazing under the lights. Amazing. Um, and it sounded okay, but it's been a lot of years and it's electronics are messed up. And, but when I pick it up and practice on it, just over the, you know, airwaves to my ears, um, cause it doesn't make noise when plugged in anymore. Uh, God, nothing feels right in my hands the way this guitar does. It's, mm-hmm. it's unreal. And you know, it's, it's electronics are garbage and broken. Um, but one of these days I'm going to get it in front of my tech and have him turn it into something. Cause it just, nothing else plays like it. I played on it. It was, it was what my, I formed my hands around as a teenager, you know, and just nothing else has taken its place. Yeah. Um, I have a guitar that I've owned since I've been in high school. Still, it's an, it's a Les Paul studio. I probably, I haven't pulled it out in probably four or five years. I need to give it a little bit of love, but it is one of those guitars that just kind of works and the pickups sound great in it. And, but I never play it cause it doesn't look cool. Mm. It's just one of those, I mean, you know, how, I mean, it's kind of a stupid reason, but no, know. no, no. Listen, I bought that. I bought that guitar cause it was red and shiny. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, the, I, I was obsessed with the Cabernitas. They're the ones with the um, like the Gretsch style pickups. So they're they're a little ch- they're they're chimey, kind of like a Tele, but they're fuller than like a single coil would be. Um, I just I just love the way it plays and I love the way it looks. Um, so I, I've pulled that out and I've been messing around with it. So now I've got you know three solid guitars in rotation. I'm thinking about swapping out the pickups on the Steinberger. Finally, I'm looking at you know, different brands. I may just, I may not spend a ton of money on it, but one, I just need to get another set of pickups in that thing. Cause it just, they don't sound good. Mm. But what I have been using is that HX, uh, stomp at work. Yeah. And, um, man, yeah, it pushes all the buttons now, but uh, I mean, it's got all the buttons that the full size helix has more or less. And, um, I found a couple of neat little tricks that, I was worried might require workarounds. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I'm fairly certain that this gig on Saturday, I can literally roll in with a tuner and that HX and that's it. Nice. And I, I, I'm, I'm kind of pushing it with the tuner, but I just, um, even the, I feel like the strobe tuner on it works pretty good. Um, but I may just bring one just in case. So you and, figured out um, how to, how to navigate it with just three buttons. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I have it set in snapshot mode where it's got like broken up, crunchy, and then like heavy. Yeah, and I've got that on probably six or seven different amps, and then I've got one that's like a JCM eight hundred that's got like a noise gate on the on the third a snapshot that's like really high gain, but with a just like a just a just a scotch of um, delay on it. Mm-hmm. And I think I can I can get through the show in it on it without much trouble. Okay. The only thing I haven't done is is plugged it in with the um, with the PRS and kind of tested the tones. Right now, I'm using the um, the Steinberger as the kind of palette to build the tones on. And I was like, I mean, if this sounds good, anything else will sound. 
infinitely better. Well, I mean, the PRS will push it harder for sure. It, I mean, a little bit. It's but it's just it's a different setup. I mean, those are single coils. I mean, they're big, fat single coils. Yeah. But yeah, they're they're kind of like splitting the difference between a single coil and a P ninety. You know, it's amazing the um, the difference I can make. I um, I broke a string on Saturday night, and so I set down my Agile Les Paul clone, which has P nineties, and mm-hmm. picked up my secondary, which is a um, Godin XTSE um, that has. I really like its bridge pickup only. I don't really like the other mm-hmm. ones at all. But the bridge pickup is a nice humbucker and um, and hotter than the P90s, surprisingly. Oh, for um, sure. And uh, what did I... Oh, oh, the timing of it was perfect. I broke the string right at the end of a song, and the next thing up was Seven Nation Army, which I don't play in until the chorus. So it's yeah. like, ooh, I got time to do this. So I just I turned them loose, and I sat down the... You know, bassist is doing his thing, and... Um, and I picked it up, and and when I came in for the walk up into the chorus, it just roared in a way that the other guitar wasn't roaring. And I was like, "Sure, oh yeah, I need I need to uh, need to boost my input a little bit, maybe for the the P nineties." And then I, sp- I played the rest of the night on that. Um, I don't love that guitar. Well, you could you could set up you could set up like a, you know its own presets. You could do a P ninety. I could. I could. I just haven't. I kind of haven't like bothered. I I really only use the Godin as a backup for when I blow a string mid show. Um, sure. I do always have that one on stage because um, I mostly don't need it. But when I do, it's <laughs> I need it. But I, <laughs> yeah, I mean the Steinberger is my backup because yeah, it's small and yeah. takes up no space, so it's easy to just lay on the floor and forget about. Exactly. If any of you who listen are guitar players and don't bring two guitars to a gig, consider it because. Stopping to restring mid-song is not fantastic. Now, do you have locking tuners on all of your guitars? No, I don't have locking tuners on any of them. Oh, you should definitely do that. I know. I know. I don't. I don't, but I should. I've got a set of uh, Schaller's on one, and then um, the Paul Reed Smith has its own, like, that was like their own proprietary <laughs> the, the, set. system, yeah. And then I've got a set of hip shot uh, open gear lockers on the, um, on the telly. And they look really cool, but they were a real kind of pain to set up. I, that's my experience with them is that they're, they're, I, I've not found them to be worth it. I don't know. I, every guitar I put them on, I've not regretted even purely for the, just the changeover for string changes. Mm. You know, there's no, you don't have to like wind one over and one under and right. you don't have to worry about right. any of that guesswork. You literally pull it through, lock it in and start tightening. Right. So I mean it 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 slows the, it it speeds the process up exponentially. So right. that's yeah fair. I'm a big fan. Yep, I get it. Get locking tuners and make sure you got good nut work. You heard what I said. <laughs> I'm not. Gonna, yeah, I said I'm, it. I'm not touching it. Things your wife said. Anywho. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're just there. We yeah. just we've crossed the boundary. Oh, oh, here's the other thing. Uh, speaking of gear, so I have yeah. a uh, my Seagull SG6 acoustic, um, which sounds great, man. I, I was I I wanted to tell you, um, watching the um, the porch show, yeah. like man, you, the, it sounds great, and you are just you are playing the crap out of that thing. Oh, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it's, that. Yeah. It's a fun I was show. Like man, he's really good. That's a thank you so much. Um, um, if you had heard it before that show, you would have said. What's the matter with that guitar? Because its A and D strings were not being picked up as loudly as all the other strings. And the E was not strong. 
But what you mostly would hear is, uh, you know, GBE, the high, the high three strings, and mm-hmm. less of everything else. And it was really, I didn't understand what was going on with it. I was trying to fix it in EQ. It wasn't great. And at some point I Googled it a couple of weeks ago. And um, it turns out that there's a, this is a thing. If the, if the bridge isn't sitting right on the piezo pickups enough to make good physical contact, it can mm-hmm. give low pickup on, on a string-by-string basis. So I took it into my guy. Um, I don't, in theory, I could learn to do all these things myself, but I have a guy. Who's amazing. Um, I recommend finding a guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to have a guy. Um, Always. And he, he, you know, opened it up and reset the, reseeded the bridge on its pickups. And by gum, every string sounds fantastic now. So, Great. yes, I'm really, really happy with that guitar. I, I've always loved how it sounds acoustic and I've loved how it feels. But there's always been this weird thing that, like, it's not picking up. I play a run through... Um, you know, the beginning of Blighted Me With Science. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, and it just, I can't, I couldn't make it sound right. And, and It wasn't like, it wasn't traveling across all of that frequency. Sp- well, it's just that range, that like- riff starts on the D string and ends on the low E. And yep. those strings just were barely coming out of the wire. Gotcha. So, so now it's all cleaned up and I'm much happier, much, much, much happier. So if any of you have that problem and are suffering through it like I did, not necessary. Yep. So um, that reminds me to talk about uh, blind wave science. We uh, we're adding we so this coming Saturday we're doing the Vankman show and mm-hmm. we have got two subs on it. One of them which is a veteran of the group, so it'll be good to play with him. Um, we're adding two new songs and then pulling an old one out of the out of the out of retirement, mm-hmm. um, which is Heat of the Moment by Asia, which nice. I'm in the process of learning. Good. Um, it's not not much to it, but there's a couple of like it there's a couple of like parts that you just have to get under you. That's got good um, harmonies. It does. And the other one is um Things Can Only Get Better by Howard Jones. I like that song. I uh, do too. Uh, 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 uh. And that, I mean that's really what it's all about is is the chorus, yep. is getting into that part. Yeah. Uh, and then we're pulling out Easy Lover by uh, Philip Bailey featuring Phil Collins. Okay, talk about great harmonies. Yeah, oh, I love that song. So um, we we had done it for a little while and it kind of fell out of favor, but I'm ready to kind of pull it back out. So we'll try. You know, the the plan is is that we we'll, we've got I think two and a half hours for sound check before all quiet um, on Saturday. So we'll try them out, and if they work, we'll add them. And if they don't, we've got way more music than we've got time to play. Oh so. yeah, yeah. You know, I stuck some oldie goodies on our set list for the anniversary show and the only one we bailed on um and i i made the call to bail on it because i knew i I frankly just knew he wasn't prepared was um message in a bottle Mm -hmm. um we that was one of our original when we were first getting started that was one of our first ones that we really dialed in and we killed with it but it's just been a long time and it's a very particular song it's very there's a lot of as a guitar player that song sucks oh i love it I love it. I can nail it. Other that's that six fret stretch on. It's a big stretch. But I, you know, I I got to where I can do it, and um, and I also got to where I can hit the highest note in the whole thing. That big sting note that he hits, um, in the third verse, and uh, but I just I didn't want to. We were we were late in the second set at this point, and the energy was hot. 
and I didn't want to mess around. Yeah, I, I mean, we, you know, the 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 tracks that I learned for the the Saturday show, um, the entire set list got turned on its head. Um, I think the the singer kind of saw what the crowd was looking like, and he was like, "No, this isn't going to work." So he started calling these the you know he started calling audibles, mm-hmm. and uh, it only bit me once. Because we were swi- we were flipping pages, and he was like ready to go into the next, and I was like, I don't know what we're playing. <laughs> um, other than that, yep. everything else worked out pretty yep. okay. The only thing that we so we skipped that. The un- only other one we skipped just because the the energy was wrong for it. The room was in a funky, dancey space. You know, wanted more um, more of that, and and the set list that I wrote had us coming out of Billy Jean and into Learn to Fly by Foo Fighters. Which the room just didn't want a rock and roll song that right then. It wanted more groove. Yeah. Wanted more groove than that. So I get that. So we skipped that one and went on to um, something else. I'll tell you the other thing I'm experimenting with in my set lists is um, we got this one just dead reliable tune, dead reliable tune that everyone hates but dances to, called Brick House. And um, mm. I've been experimenting with where to put it and how to leverage its reliability. I feel like that's kind of like a mid-second set kind of song. Well, yeah, but if you drop it early second set... There's a certain level of lubrication required to kind of... Absolutely. No, it's not a first set song. No, don't think about it in the first set. But it might be a beginning of the dance energy phase song for the second set. It might be early second set, actually, so that you can, you know, kickstart what's going to happen in the mid-phases of the second set. Yeah. Um. I'm experimenting. When I find the right place, I'll share it. So one song we did skip that I was really bummed about is uh, Private Eyes by Hall & Oates. Oh. Um, I just really, I like that song and it's, you know, there's some really cool guitar turns and uh-huh. that kind of thing. And I learned that solo note for note. Um, it's just a fun solo and it's kind of smart, but it's not difficult. Right. Um, performed by the uh, amazing G.E. Smith. Yeah. Uh, who, yeah. You know, most would know from the Saturday Night Live band. Oh, no, what a 80s talented cat that guy is! Unbelievable. Um, and it, he he's just kind of playing playing along with the chord changes again. Not anything really technical, but just you know takes a little bit of theory to kind of figure out what he's doing and how he's doing it. Like in isolation, the solo sounds kind of weird and atonal, but against the changes, it fits perfectly. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's a fun little solo. You should. There's there's one guy on YouTube who went to the trouble of um, transcribing it and playing it out. But it's it's worth it. I love that. Some guy on YouTube has got your back, dude. YouTube has saved my hide on some. Oh, no kidding. Occasions. No kidding. It got me through building a grill a few months ago. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I've also on Sunday. Um, Father's Day after the gig at Vingman's, I'm actually playing Sunday morning at church. Fun. Um, so I'm two songs that I already know and one song I've never played before. So I'm spending my lunch hours at work. You um, too, baby. Digging into that. So that's good. It's heat of the moment, and then those three songs. That's good. <laughs> we have um, I got trivia coming up tomorrow night, and then a couple of weeks off. We're going to have a band party. It's our second anniversary, and um, uh, my drummer Tony has this amazing backyard with a pool and we had a party there for our first anniversary. So we're going to do that again next weekend, the 22nd, I guess. Um, 
And then I picked up a Sunday afternoon acoustic gig at a new venue. Um, a guy who's been to see the acoustic uh, trivia several times, one of my regulars, turns out to be booking for some other place. So he said on Facebook, who wants to play? And I immediately was like, bro, put me in. Um, he just dropped a date on me. Didn't, you know, it's good to have a track record, you know, it's, it helps. Yeah. Um, did you go, uh, I just so happened to be, the- <laughs> I did not. I did not. No, I did not. No, Hashtag I'm only, I'm only Roberts. douchey like that around the podcast. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I got that on Sunday and then I am on a business trip all that next week, which we probably will not do an episode, uh, while I'm, out the way these business trips seem to work is I'm either um, working really hard meeting customers or partying really hard with customers. It's interesting. Yeah, is that the one that you're doing the set or is that? And then yeah, thing? and then I and then I am playing an acoustic set to at, during the cocktail party that closes the whole event. So um, yeah, and I've been talking to the AV rental shop about what I'm going to need there. I think I'm. I think the, I mean the the sense I get is that they completely get what I'm after and it won't be a problem. So. We shall see. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've got the show on Saturday. Um, that's being a ticketed event. And I'm, I'm trying to manifest that it's going to go well and that people will buy tickets and that it will be a full house. And, you know, I won't lose my shirt. Um, got the gig on Sunday. And then let's see. I think I've got the next weekend off, if I'm correct. Nice. So, come up here and yeah. join the Clanky Lincolns for our anniversary. Uh, sure. There you go. <laughs> it's only a five hour drive. No, actually, no yeah. So, um, so we're playing Venkman's on um on Saturday, and then actually we're playing a um a high school reunion uh the following weekend. Nice. And that's one of those things where like I I'm not we're not gonna get I'm not getting paid for that because the the deposit came in and that was basically my pay, but it's like months ago. Mm. So I just have to kind of like get my head in the game um, that I'm not going to get anything out of it. Um, The other gig that we've got coming up is the following Thursday. We've got that British consulate garden party thing. Yeah. We're we're slowly getting in the prep mode for um, once we kind of get on the other side of um, this weekend, we'll be able to, Dig into that a bit more. You need to find like a Sergeant Pepper's jacket to wear. I think that might be a bridge too far. You know, the 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 intent is to blend <laughs> and not stand out. What you don't want to you you don't want to be like the extra, you know, American guy. You do. You want to like, strut around that place. How's it no, going, Governor? Yeah. Good day. Oi. Throw a yeah. shrimp on that. No. Yeah, that would That's be not... that would be the tacky thing to do. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, I mean, main thing is um, just playing songs that they want to hear. And also, you know, for us, uh, Amber and I don't do duos um, as often as we probably should. So just digging into the harmonies and making yeah. sure they're dialed in and all that good stuff. Yeah, sounds like fun. And um, I think the intent is to – got to get that, that secondary rig put together so that we can um, we can use it for that particular setup. Um with the hardwired in ears and all that jazz. Yeah. Very cool. That's the plan at least. Very cool. All right. Well, I think that'll do it. I think it will. Well, thank you again for your continued support. Um, 
we've been getting a lot of inquiries on stuff to talk about in the Facebook group um, and also gotten some emails, um, you know, asking about gear and things like that. So we will do our best to, uh, to dig into those in the coming weeks. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us uh, either via the Facebook group or via our email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you feel so inclined, please consider supporting us on Patreon so that we can continue to provide excellent, or whatever this quality level, <laughs> this level of We're not content promising is for you guys. Think. Yeah. Um, but man, we sure do appreciate y'all. Yeah. Um, we're getting, you know, we're averaging about four to 500 um, downloads a week, um, which feels crazy considering when we started, it was not that at all. Yeah. I just checked out um, for the last week. Um, just the last week, the most recent episode had like 150 downloads. You know, in its first in its first week of life, and then there's like this right. long tail of downloading that goes on forever. So. Well, and that's what's cool is that we are getting new hits on that first episode totally. every single week. Absolutely, yeah. You know, this is one of those things, and I, I, you know, for any of you guys who are out there thinking about generating content, that is something to consider. Um, is that these things don't take off quite as quickly um, as some people expect <laughs> them to or wish they would. Yeah, I mean, it took um, us, I would say, forty five ish episodes. You know, until we felt like there was some traction happening. Well, and I think the main thing is, you know, having 50 episodes in your backlog is just one of those things where people can look back and be like, oh, this is legit. Right, right, Um, right. Because, you know, there was that gigging success one, which I really just wish would would have gone on forever. And to be perfectly honest with you, if it had this podcast probably wouldn't exist right right um no they covered what we were doing they covered what we wanted to exactly. talk about it was perfect but it was like maybe 12 episodes yeah. maybe not even that yeah Mind. so you know i think at least with us we've kind of determined that um the trying is the doing um and as we continue to just trudge on and um keep putting out these episodes that you know we're we're always coming with something that we hope is helpful for you guys and um you know is is kind of laying the foundation for more content to come so um we literally could do this without you but we're really glad that we don't have to <laughs> we did do it without you for several we did it without months, you yeah. and we will be here after you are gone um <laughs> but thank you for hanging out in the meantime yep so well that'll do it for this week from Atlanta Georgia I'm Adam Johnson from Greensboro North Carolina Dan Ray You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode 55. Have a great week.